0: Hi, I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Emily. And welcome to the Solent Sessions podcast.
0: Just a show where we explore our minds, chat about lived experiences, and hear the powerful stories of real people living real lives.
1: From conversations with well-being experts and people in the community, we'll learn what it really means to be your own best friend.
0: We won't hold back though, and we'll be having some of those real, raw, and sometimes difficult conversations to help raise awareness in the world of well-being. So let's dive right in.
1: Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us for what is our last podcast episode of this series. Um, how time flies when you're having fun, Dan, eh?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a sad but also very happy day because we've managed to get it out and get it sorted.
1: We have, because six months ago, 12 months ago, I <laughs> would have never have thought that I would be sitting here doing a podcast. So, you know, all really, really good things. Absolutely. Um, so, Today we're speaking all things connection with the lovely Sally Gray. Um, So staying connected is something we have all heard lately, but we haven't heard so much about why it's so important to practice connection in all of its different forms. We also speak about the power of self and social connection and the impact that can have on our mental health and also how we can apply it to our daily lives. So... Without further ado, hello Sally. Hello, and it's
2: lovely to be on with both of you.
1: It's lovely to have you Sally. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a good day. It is a good day. Um, so, could you, for the audience, just um, just let us know a little bit about you, sort of Dobro, uh, and
2: what you do within Solent? Yep, no problem. So, I work in Solent. I work part-time now, and I work two and a half days a week, and one day I work in Charlton Families and the other day I work across Solent and I tend to look after staff wellbeing, so I will spend a fair bit of my time um, around the ward areas or it might be doing debriefing or it might be doing um, some resolution meetings or it might be just hearing how staff are managing problems. The other part of my role is very much about the swart rounds and um, setting those up, running the steering group, setting those up and with the other facilitators, making sure that we can put out regular rounds with current topics and things like that for people.
1: I, uh, I for one, I know Dan agree. Well, I absolutely love the Schwartz rounds. I think they're brilliant. So we can, we'll come on to those a little bit later, but um, I will kick off with um, our first question of the day. So what does self-connection mean to you,
2: Sally? And how can it help us to stay grounded? I, I think that self-connection is different for different people and the way we all connect to ourselves and connect to others, I think is very much about relationships and how we relate to ourselves and then relate to others. I think we learn early on, and I would say this being a psychotherapist, we learn early on as a child how to learn to relate pe- to people. Uh-huh. And all our experiences are very different. Every family's different that I've ever encountered. And the things that we learn from families are very different. And I think our self develops over a period of time. So, you know, in those early years, we're very much around parents or our primary caregivers and schools and very much about that sort of learning. And then later on, as teenagers, we learn from our peers uh-huh. and it's our peers that teach us a great deal about life and how we relate to people so i think when i i think about the self i try and think about myself and where i've come from my background my understanding my learning and then how i relate to other people as a consequence of that and how i understand my relationship with another person and how that affects me so to keep grounded i guess i try and keep a little bit true to myself i try and practice actively listening and hearing Mm. what people are saying to me because if you can do that I guess you can think also about how you feel in response to them and whether what they say to you is helpful unhelpful does it mean something does it connect to you and I think having that space in quiet time after conversations and around conversations really allows you to center feel grounded and realize something about how how you feel about what's been spoken about, mm. how you can reflect on it, how you can have time to think about it. You know that little inner voice that you have all the time that runs alongside your conversations? Mm. That's how I think of the self. It's the, uh, it's what that little inner voice tells you all the time. And I think you need the quiet time to feel grounded and connect to that little inner voice.
0: And I, I love that, Sally, and I absolutely love... Kind of when you went into the psychotherapist part of it and understanding you know the the different points in or different things that happen or occurrences or events within our life where we kind of yeah. change our or change or add to our kind of vista of communication and understanding and learning and and I wonder you know it we've we've gone over this last year and been thrust I say last year is coming up to a year now thrust into this brand new world and I'm not going to say the term new normal because (laughs) it's it's a horrible term that we keep using but it is a it is this new sense of of reality at the moment in in how we communicate with each other and and you know even via this you know we're talking over a digital medium Um, we were just joking just off air about how we would have usually probably got in a room and had a conversation about it and and it's brand new and I, I just wonder whether we can see the positives of, of this or the, or perhaps some of the the negatives of it, you know? And, and I think for me, certainly when I heard the term social distancing, it was something that didn't overtly ring true with me because I think it kind of had connotations of us distancing ourselves from our social environments. Whereas actually what we should be doing is physically distancing and, and, you know, to, to curb the spread of, of the virus, but actually socially we should sometimes in in a period of time that we're in be more active you know and be more but just using digital mediums or different mediums to be able to do that but in this current climate um Sally is, have you seen that is there any is there any positives to it are there there are there have you seen the negative side of it as well
2: I think I've seen both over the last year I think I think mm. I've heard from lots of people on zoom calls and on Swartz rounds particularly how how isolated some people feel if they've been working at home mm. they haven't talked to another adult for the whole day they might have been answering telephone yeah. calls or they might have been responding um to work colleagues but they haven't had conversations about how they're feeling and you know and and the other thing i guess is about practicing and trying new things this uh certainly for my generation i didn't go to school with computers so you know, all of this stuff is is sort of quite sort of new to me in many senses. And I'm having to learn how to, you know, do a podcast or do a whatever with great difficulty, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. But I'm having to learn these.
0: <laughs> I think you're doing a good I'm job, Sally. having to learn Sally. these
2: skills. And I think, <laughs> you know, while Zoom platforms can be fantastic places to actually talk, there's a real etiquette to them, isn't there? There's a real way of trying to engage and i think all of that's new i hope we don't lose some of this stuff i think some of the stuff that we're doing is really helpful but i i also hope we can get back to being with people being alongside people being able to touch people being able to just smile like you get so much from just being with somebody not just in the conversation don't you it's it's you can just tell by when you're with somebody whether they're attuned to you, whether you have a good relationship with them, just things like simple things like your eye contact. It means so much, doesn't it? It really does. It, Yeah.
1: i have actually thinking about that whole etiquette thing is brought me back to recently. I was fortunate to have an interview and um, it's the first time, even though I've been using like Zoom and Teams for a long time now, something like an interview over Teams was difficult because it's like you can't pick up on people's body language as easy or you know you're trying to obviously do your best but it's I find it quite distracting because you've got obviously people just stare <laughs> obviously they would be anyway but it's a whole different feeling it's 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 you're in a room on your own you're trying to express yourself but also talking into a computer <laughs> so I did find that really quite difficult and I know um, Sally you have because of Covid moved the Schwartz rounds um, onto Zoom and I wondered how you found that sort of in the beginning uh, and and the journey to now I th- that obviously they're extremely popular and and really good
2: for a lot of people but how did you feel when you had to sort of
1: switch them to online well we
2: we couldn't see how we could do it initially I, I talk a lot to the Point of Care Foundation, who are the people who do our training for Swartz Rands and who've established the model. And um, I couldn't see how you could talk about current issues when you couldn't engage with people as well. And it's been surprising how people have been so brave coming forward and just talking about what's important to them. And just to facilitate that conversation is not easy because you can't always see the person that you're working with you can't always see the um the person who's speaking or get a real close up on their expressions and it's it's not been easy at all whereas at least face to face if someone's upset you can hand them a tissue can't you Mm. you can say i'm so sorry you're feeling this way And, you know, all that's really tough and whatever, but you can actually respond to them. It is so much harder to do that on Zoom. And um, I think it's taken a lot of effort for the people who facilitate it. I mean, George and uh, Anna, who do a lot of the facilitation with me, amazing people are really sensitive. And I'm just so impressed at how well they're able to pick up feelings being at such a distance from other people.
0: Well, mm. I just want to say, Sally, from my perspective, obviously, I was part of similar models, perhaps not. Um, and we'll go into the the specifics about Schwartz, but since joining the trust, obviously, the the first one I was part of, I, it was on Zoom because obviously we hadn't hadn't done any prior. And I, I just want to say, I I couldn't be more of an advocate for for it. I I think for me, it was a it felt safe. Um, I'm someone that you know has gone on my own journey and, and had the opportunity in in sorts to share my my story. And and it was and it was powerful and it was something that I don't think I expected, if I'm honest with you, being um someone that does openly share quite a lot and and lives in that world of actually, you know, vulnerability is strength and it and it and it can help us with innovation and change and all sorts of things. Um but actually I I, I don't think I expected it to be as emotional as it was but also but safely emotional if that makes sense like it was almost it was a community coming round and talking about it and 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 really asking questions that I don't think you naturally do in in um normal life if you will and and when you go and I think you will and I think if you can build that relationship with somebody or a workmate or a colleague and I think we you'll build that but I think being put into an environment where you can overtly straight away feel safe and and comfortable to do that and then be comfortable to ask questions about that as well i think i i thought it was amazing and and you were you were facilitating my one and and it was it was fantastic i i could not um shout about it enough and have shouted about it since um and i would recommend anybody with with cuz the subject matter can be anything you know and you shared that with me stri- straight away and and that almost made it even more Feel safe, you know that it was like, well, Dan, you can you can tell as much or as little as you want, really, and and then go from there. And I, yeah, I, I I could talk about it all day, Sally, but I I just <laughs> want to say thank you from thank you from my perspective because it was an, an amazing experience for me. No,
2: it's lovely. It's is it's really quite ironic, isn't it, that the amount of people that um can be on a call, anything up to eighty people, and there's a real sense of emotion in the room if someone tells their story you can really identify with the emotion that they're talking about and you feel it from your perspective or from a different perspective and it's it's just brilliant the way people have been brave enough to say what's going on for them and you know just to talk about the things that perhaps they haven't talked about in years. We've had um people responding beautifully to other people who've I, I recall and once watched round we had somebody who was very very sad and the whole um call just made a point of coming in and giving their point of view, but also in a way that was so compassionate towards this person. And it it impressed the hell out of me. It really did.
0: But it also jumps further, doesn't it? And and what I kept reflecting on was this is so much bigger than just the session. You know, for people that have never felt able or comfortable or safe enough to share their story, that will impact their life moving forward on a different level, you know, to be able to connect connect with others. But then also for those people... It get, for the people on the panel, it gives them the insight to be able to, how do you ask those questions? You know, how do you have uncomfortable, sometimes, conversations with people in a compassionate way? And I think that was just giving people skills, which I think is is really, I think some people inherently have it <laughs> and some people have learnt it, but actually it, being able to do it in a structured way will really support that moving forward.
2: Well, people are very brave and people are very passionate about what they're saying and what they're thinking. And I think as long as people are respectful that not everybody will have the same point of view, you can ask those questions because I can ask those questions because I'm being respectful and I'm not understanding, but I'm wanting to be a bit curious about why is it that you're thinking this and I'm thinking that and how did that happen? And I think those things, if they're said pleasantly in a a sort of respectful way, you end up having those conversations, which is amazing. Mm so um we speak
1: about the power of connection a lot and obviously you know schwartz rounds you have massive power in them connecting people and as we've just said you know they're quite often emotive and emotional but sometimes when people relate to other people's sort of issues or or what they've said it can feel a little bit like a virtual hug I know that's what I felt like when I was doing mine but um you know connection can have a lot of effects on us but I sort of wondered the effects it has on our mental health and and what might happen if we weren't paying
2: too much attention to it yeah and I think that's when it becomes quite sad doesn't it we get if we're isolated and we're Mm. cut off from other people and we don't have that level of engagement, either in Zoom or in something else, that's when we really sort of, I, I don't know about you, but I can only speak for myself again, but my sense of true self seems to sort of wobble a bit in in the sense that I begin to wonder, well, who am I here? What, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to think about? Um, what am I good at? What am I not good at? And, you know, what am I passionate about? And I think it's really important to be able to have that well i think we're naturally social creatures mm. who need to have that engagement with each other but also we need that little bit of quiet space just to reinforce ourselves i'm definitely a social creature <laughs> <100%. laughs> yeah. I
1: 100 percent. i
2: really struggle if i don't speak to people
1: during the day and i end up just finding finding myself ringing people yeah. up and just being like right do you want to chat because i'm dying to speak to somebody
0: but it's that that's that thing as well um sally you said it there and I know you're a you're an advocate for that kind of time to time and space to think you know and time and space to reflect and mm. um whether that is you can do it within a group um you know Schwartz being a perfect example of being able to group have a group reflection but also on the other side of that having time for yourself you know to do that and I'm not sure where I'm not sure we're overtly very good at it if I'm honest with you <laughs> and certainly no, in my own no, my own reflections not. and and it's it's difficult to practice what you preach sometimes, but it is something that I, I've talked about a lot about building in time, you know, structured time where you can have. And it's not just a break where go and have a drink and have your lunch. It's a true time to reconnect, you know, being able to reconnect. Think about those fundamental questions that you've just said or don't, you know, so, you know, you talked about, you know, who am I? What's my purpose? How do I? you know, where am I going? What are my passions? All of those really fundamental kind of value sets. And that can be a time where you start really exploring them, or it can just be time to kind of heal and, and rest and recuperate and all of the other stuff. And I think it, I think it's so important, but I'm not sure we practice it enough. And I think it should be something that you really encourage people to think about almost on the same level as kind of delivery, you know, and, and performance, if you will, putting that on the on the other side of it. You yeah,
2: know? I, I agree with you, Dan, because unless we can relate well to ourselves, how does that then influence if we can't do it very well to ourselves? How can we then relate well to others? Really, I guess, is the question. It's about, you know, I like I really like having a quiet moment and I'll perhaps sit outside and I just like having a drink outside and just sitting there and just feeling calm, listening to the wind, the trees, myself in my head and what's going on and and just contemplating those sort of things. And I often can ask myself, what are my expectations of myself? What am I feeling? What What am I going to want to do out of such and such task? And I think, how do I express my gratitude towards such and such? Or, you know, those sort of those moments to think about that stuff is is absolutely vital and unless you get I think it's both elements the relation to yourself relationship to yourself and the relationship to others I think they both work together because unless you actively listen to yourself how could you then listen very well to other people you know it's 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 really it's that dynamic is both internal and external for me
1: It's so important. I mean, sometimes if I let myself stop, sort of similar to you, Sally, I really like spending time outside. So if I just go and pop myself, I don't know, in the park or just go for a walk maybe or just literally sit outside and just be still for a minute, I know it it enables me to think a lot clearer. And I know I've been really guilty, especially lately, of just being too much, busying myself too much. I've probably not listened to people as best as I probably could have done and until I go and sort of actually think do you know what Emily you could really do with 10 minutes to sort of sit down think about what's happening think about what you need to do and then you know return to your day I'm a much better person <laughs> and I just wish that I would build that habit in a lot more I, I need to practice it a lot more and I, I think um hopefully COVID- has given a lot of people an opportunity to maybe slow down a little bit and and hopefully we can carry that forward
2: yeah taking life at a bit of a different pace really Mm. whilst also using all the sort of digital stuff that you can but and all the it stuff that you can but also not making life about being busy 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 Mm. because it it then doesn't allow you that space to look after your mental health to look after your physical health i mean how many times do we run around and not go to the loo when we need to and yeah that's (laughs) true you know things like that
0: it's that perception as well isn't it i i think you know we we create this expectation of ourselves, and it often kind of surpass like really surpasses the actual uh, you know the ability that we we have in a day or the hours that you know we've got to play with you know and we'll put put it up and say well you know, it's almost a bit self, self-flagellating, self you know, in that sense of being able to say, well, I must do this because it's not about because that's me giving back. I found a lot of this, Sally, and I don't know whether you have, but certainly right at the start of COVID, you know, this this dynamic between frontline and I'm saying that with inverted commas and, and not frontline and and people that weren't. There was this dynamic of people going. Well, I need to do more. I need to be more. I need to, you know, be be the hero. And again, inverted commas that people are saying we are, which creates that kind of shame. And I think, I think it's really sad because I think people do then put themselves through the ringer a little bit to try and meet this expectation that they are setting for themselves. Almost, it's it's difficult. You know, you need that time to rest.
2: Yeah, I guess, and and for me that goes back to, you know, who we do, who we think we are at the core of us our, ourselves, really, because you know, um, if we have those, if we place those expectations of ourselves that we've got to perform in some way or other, I think that we've got to ask ourselves also, where does that come from? Is that from always having to please people as a child? Is that from always having to get the right answers or perform in a particular way? And it's those sort of things, I think, which influence how we relate to ourselves. And that's why I say it's important to notice that stuff, because then that influences how you relate to others as well and i think i think there's something about you know not placing expectations on others and ourselves which are which are just way above and beyond what's called for if we could just relate in a respectful way kind with kindness compassion regard check things out with people are you really saying this or that came across like that did you mean this if we just take the time to reflect and think on those sort of things, I think it so adds to our communication with ourselves and with others
0: as well. Sally, that's an amazing point for, I think, people to take away from this. And and I just want to thank you so, 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 so (laughs) much. You know, I know, you you know, you, you really, really help. And this is from Testimonial as well. This isn't just me saying I think you really, really help people, but I've heard, unbelievably amazing things about the work that not only yourself but the others within Schwartz round um but also how you connect with people i've heard amazing things and and been witness to as well so i just want to thank you for all the work that you do um and also for for coming on and, and spreading some of that knowledge you know some i'm absolutely fascinated by a lot of the stuff that you, well, i say a lot all of the stuff that you say
2: um, about
0: this topic so thank you so much for being no, on the thank you
2: both for having me dan thank you for the compliments thank you both for having me it's been lovely
0: so there we have it. I mean, this is our first series done and dusted. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Well, M's, I hope you've enjoyed it also.
1: Yeah, you know, I have.
0: <laughs> and please, please let us um, know if there's any thoughts or anything that you would like us to talk about. If there's any subject matter or topics that you thought actually that might be really interesting to have on on a um, solent session because we kind of are planning to do more of these and if people are interested and people want us to do so and and i think it'd be really interesting to maybe delve into some of the places we haven't done so far so yeah let us know get in contact with with the comms team or post on social media if there are any topics you'd like us to um, touch on next time but just from me um and i'm sure from ums thank you so so much for for the support Um, for listening, um, for encouraging us to do it, because it it has been a very, very enjoyable thing.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. You've been amazing, and uh, we'll see you real soon.